This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling at Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging at Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound. Jada Hall looking for 500. He shoots. He scores. Brad Hall, number 500. Oh, unbelievable oh, oh, save by Jake Allen. Tarasenko in the clear. He scores. And now here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, Blues fans. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast. I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Let me, let me welcome in my co-host today, McKendree University hockey head coach, Gary Henson. Good morning, Cromes. What's up, babe? Uh, nothing. Well, we got a little hiccup here in Blues land. I'm going to call it a hiccup. A hiccup? What do you think of that term? I don't know if three-game three game loss qualifies as a hiccup. What do you call it? Uh, not a hiccup. Well, <laughs> Well, I, it, I mean, are you in? I, I mean, think a game's a hiccup, maybe two. Oh, I you, think three's a pattern. Uh oh, we got a trend. We got a trend. We got a, losses. We got a. It reminds me. I don't want to set any trends. Yeah, it reminds me of a slap shot. And the guy <laughs> says, "We got a lot of losses." <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of them. <laughs> you know, the best thing in the whole deal is about two weeks ago when the power play. Well, it's always. I mean, it's still an issue or whatever, but. Um, Everybody was talking about the power play. I just cannot. One of my favorite moments in Slapshot is when the guy walks up to Coach Dunlop, a.k.a. You know, Paul Newman, in the bar, and he's got that drink in his hand. The guy says, you guys got to stop losing. You got to work on the power play. <laughs> and he gives him that look and that wink, and he goes, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, boy. No. It, well, okay. I See – what? I'm trying to stay positive and say it's a hiccup. I didn't say anything negative other than it's a trend. Like it's, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's negative or just identifying reality. There's a trend. You know, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm anxious to to make contact today. I, You know, I. I Come on, spit it out. Well, I. I Here's I, my thing. Go ahead. We, we complained about third line scoring. Right. The guy <laughs> comes back that Jamie's high on and that I was going to give a wait and see and not be negative about. Kimby can't stand him. Right. But he gets two. Right. And then the first lines don't score. <laughs> and then I don't know where 27 went, but he hasn't scored in a while or managed a point in a while. Yeah, I think um, I had sent uh, Mr. Rivers a text yesterday based on a lot of questions, a lot of off-air stuff I was getting. Um and asked him, and he immediately fired back at me with, I mean, do you think these guys were going to score 20 goals back there? Almost defensive, which I thought was interesting. And I said, no, no, not that. It just seems odd that all of a sudden, and he says he's watched a lot of tape and, and has something for us today on that. So. Well, I'll be interested to hear that or see that. Be, so. But um, you don't have to get points to be effective offensively. Correct. So – I would agree. Okay, so I concur. So we it's obvious that the Blues have a little less consistency both on the forwards and defense offensively. If they I mean, I know you're not going to light it up every night. I get that. And I know you're going to run into great goaltending which you do in the NHL, especially in I mean, the I would Western say Conference. that's what happened against Anaheim. I mean, he was hot. I mean, you know, he played great. He did. You know, and, I and, but you can't have goaltenders steal three in a row. Uh, well, 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 you know, yeah. I mean, honest. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can. No, no, no. I hear you. And, again, I, I'll i be interested to hear what he has to say as well because 
You know, it's funny. I did the Twitter poll, and uh, I, I think I answered on that. Well, I'm, we're going to get your answer. I, I'm going to be surprised by it. Uh, I'm going to ask you. You know what? Let's do this. I, I'm, I'm going to do okay. the gratuitous show open here to, to make sure we thank the right people, and then I have a question for you. That's a hard question for me to ask because oh, some things are bigger in life. So, quite an interesting question for you. Uh, again, we are the Blues NHL Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at the Innovated Companies, the Innovated Construction Team. Uh, you've uh, you heard from Randy and Stephanie, tremendous people that are looking for an opportunity for your business, handling the new construction plan projects. They consult residential, commercial, and industrial construction, uh, land development. They do design, build projects, remodeling, excavating, anything you would need in that construction process. Innovated Companies has brought it all under one roof, and you can check them out at InnovatedCompanies.com. Again, they are fully licensed, bonded, and insured. 35-plus years of experience, and our man Randy is a second-generation craftsman. Uh, if you have the opportunity to meet him, uh, you will have no doubts about the amount of quality and effort he will put into your project. Give them an opportunity for your business. Once again, that's the Innovated Companies. Um, uh, want to remind everybody, check us out, BluesNHLPodcast.com. That's the website. It's where you can subscribe to the show, which is absolutely free. You may be listening to the show through the website, listening to back episodes. Uh, our ask of you right now is with uh, Christmas upon us, you're probably doing some shopping. And judging by the stuff you read in the paper, everybody's buying everything from Amazon. This guy's got more money he knows what to do with. So if you're going to do that, help us out. Go to bluesnhlpodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner. Do your shopping there. Once you click it, you're done with us. Do your shopping. doesn't cost you anything extra. We get a very small referral to help us with production costs. We would greatly appreciate that support. Um, uh, the subscribing to the show is absolutely free. You'll get a notification on your mobile device when the show's out. Happy to have you guys on board that way as well. Special thanks to all of our social media partners. That's what's really been a big factor in the growth of our show. Uh, people that have been willing to jump on board and share it around so that a lot of Blues fans can find it that were unaware of the show. Arch City Sports. St. Louis Blues Hockey Memes, St. Louis Blues Fans Unite, and Everything STL Sports has just jumped on board as well. Thank you very much for your guys' continued support. As far as our social media, you guys can find us on Twitter, at STL Blues Podcast, and at NHL Show. Our ask of you is to go to Facebook and type in Blues NHL Podcast. Like our Facebook page. If you would, please, click Invite Your Friends. Uh, go through your list, invite your friends that you know are Blues fans or are maybe closet Blues fans or frustrated Blues fans. Invite them to like the, uh, the, the Facebook page there, and hopefully they'll catch some of our stuff. And uh, if they're frustrated, maybe we can help them not be frustrated. If they're the type of person that loves to jump in on conversations, we post stuff for that as well. Find us on Instagram, Blues NHL Podcast. And, of course, special thanks to everybody at lineupmedia.fm. Fastest growing podcast company on the planet. They take your entertainment time very seriously. I promise you, if you check out lineupmedia.fm, you'll find another podcast worth your entertainment time. <clears throat> All right, Gary, here's a yeah. question that I have. Um, you have? Yeah, I have because it's a real question. Like, it's not like. Yeah, I get you. Okay. And I think you probably already know where I'm going with this. Probably. Things have been a little up and down since the passing of an inspirational lady in that locker room. I mean, I think it'd be hard on me. And, and you know, and again, it happened. And it's and listen, these guys are big, strong hockey players, right? Heroes to many, even though they they'll tell you they're not heroes. But you know what I'm getting at when I say heroes, right? Yeah. People think they're larger than life figures. Things don't affect them like they affect us, right? They're robots. They're machines, right? So they deal with it. <clears throat> and obviously, we all talked about. I think it was pretty obvious in that first period after the passing that it was a rough way to go for them, right? Right. So they get past it. And then, you know, an unbelievable, like the scene Friday night at the Scott Trade, unbelievable scene, right? Yeah, that was great. I, I mean, and, and again, it's one thing that, that it's about this little girl, but it's really more than about this little girl. It's about cancer in general, childhood cancer. It shouldn't ha all that stuff, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So here these guys are again. They put these jerseys back on, and they're kind of right back in that emotional state. It's probably been this, – this road's probably been a little hard on them, and I can't even imagine how hard it's been on 91. So, you know, this I, – I mean, are you willing to say that maybe, you know, this is an anticipated couple-week stretch of, you know, we a little bit of mourning, a little bit of this, and then we'll, you know, and then, you know, life kind of – kind of goes on as you still hold memories close to you but 
they're not like right in your face like they've kind of been lately and that's un that's both unfortunate and sad at the same time yeah i mean uh, i mean i just think about me as a person no right it's tough it definitely would be tough on me um i just Hey, real quick. I'm not saying this is an excuse. No, I know. Okay, I, I know. I, I, want, I don't but, want anybody out there to think, oh, okay, they're trying to find it. I'm not saying that. No, All but I'm they say- lost someone very important to them, and then they've been reminded of it. And I'm not saying and, that's bad either, because some things are larger than correct. this. Correct. I mean, none of it's bad. It's just the like they lost her, and then they were able to get out on the road, and then you come back and you have to remember it again. Right, you know what I'm saying. And it's real fresh, so I don't know. Um, yeah. I would think that you know. I would hope that the Blues are using it as a motivating factor. You know, I would um, think that that could be the eventual thing here for yeah. sure. But I mean, listen, I met her one time for mm-hmm. two minutes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and um, I sat there the whole game and thought about my own kids, thought about every kid that's had. I mean, oh, yeah. one time, right? I know. Here, this, this young lady by all accounts affected every one of them deeply right as you would expect yeah you know so i i can only imagine the emotional roller coaster they've been on which is natural because i met her once listen i would guarantee you right now there's people listening to this show that would tell you they never met her and they they they're on an emotional roller coaster right because you feel like you know her because the blues did an amazing job of bringing her into the fold making her feel the way she wanted to feel is with her involvement in this, but also bringing to light the awareness, right? Correct. So the whole thing across the board. And again, I'm not making excuses. I'm not giving them a quote unquote pass, but I'm also trying to be realistic, right? I mean, you know, I, I like for instance, yeah, they've lost three. Yeah. The loss against the Kings. I didn't think was great. I don't know that they played that bad against Minnesota. They just, just didn't do much offensively. Right. Right. I mean, so you know, I, I would expect like as a <clears throat> as a fan and as a guy that's been following them closer because of what we do here and having the opportunity to listen to guys talk about it that really know what they're doing. Let's face it, I would expect nothing less than for as we move forward for things to start trending back up. Now, again, we'll see what happens, but that's my guess. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I I get where you're coming from, and I and I probably and I think some of that's there. Again, you're not giving them an excuse or making an excuse, so um, I think it's more just stuff on the ice. Um, could yeah, and could be obviously there, right. Yeah, there's just you know there's they're streaky in their scoring and or have been lately. So and now they're having trouble to you know finding scoring. And when you become when Shen and and uh, Schwartz and and Tarasenko become the number one line or one of the top two lines in the NHL. Obviously, there's going to be more attention on them, and so maybe you know there's some adjustments made. Um, um, there's some adjustments made by the other teams, you know, to focus more on them. And it looks like some of the, you know, like the Ducks and the Kings and the Wild the last three losses there was a concentrated effort of we're not going to let 10 17 and 91 beat us you know so if the blues are going to beat us it's going to have to come from somewhere else right and it didn't come from anywhere you know uh here's something interesting who has who leads the team in shots in those three losses oh why don't you share it with us Uh, number 21 bergwin Berglund leads the Blues in shots on goal in the three losses. He has 14 shots in those three games. Go look at Shen, Tarasenko, and Schwartz. Not really up there in the shots on goal. Well, I got to tell you that the reply, I I teased that I asked Mr. Rivers about the defense, and I will, uh, it's funny, you know, in in the segues of all segues, Mr. (laughs) Henson, um, it's funny that his reply I think you'll find when we ask him, he may go the same direction you just went with what's ailing the defense offensively. It's not the defense. So we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, Schwartzy had six goals or six shots on six goals. Six shots on goal in the game against um, the Ducks, but, you know, he wasn't 
as effective in the other two. So I don't know, man. There's something to say for shots on goal and people being active, you know, and so. I listen. I, I, I there's no secret that I'm not the biggest fan either. But I'm also not, you know. No, I'm, but, I'm a whatever. The, so, the, but I will say if this: we're going to talk about the defense too. Like we mentioned off air, you know, about the defense and Petrangelo not having a point in a while or whatever. But they're shooting a lot. Look at Edmondson's shots on goal, and look at Perinko's shots on goal, and look at Petrangelo's shots on goal. They're right up there amongst the, you know, they're getting five and six four five and six shots of goal on goal per game so i gotta be uh, i'm gonna give you a quick you know we're getting ready to they're you know, effective is my point yeah i mean obviously in just a few minutes here we're gonna go to jamie rivers and and i know he's got thoughts on all of this as again i i he's prom- got thoughts i promise you, oh he's got a lot of thoughts <laughs> he's got a lot of losses he's got a lot of thoughts um, I promise you, he's looked at this no less than three times, and and you know, and again, folks, I'm not kidding you. He's stop it, start it, rewind it, stop it, start <laughs> it, rewind it. What's you know, you know, he's sitting in his chair with a Red Bull, going, "What are you doing? Why are you there? Why yeah. aren't you over?" Yeah, you know, that's Jamie. I mean, anybody that knows Jamie, but they also know that that's why he's really good at what he does and breaking down a game to the point of there's a whole lot of uh, National Hockey League teams that call him up and say, can you come break some stuff down for us? Because he's really good at what he does. So yeah. I'll be real curious after a skid like – because, you know, again, sometimes it gets a little hard to keep talking about the same things when you're winning. But, when when you're losing, you can start dissecting a lot of stuff because sometimes you can point to some things. So I'll be curious to hear from him. We're going to throw a, a little curveball at you today. We want to remind you, too, right now that we are on the bench with Butter. Uh, don't forget our good friend Tommy Brown, not with us today uh tommy's obviously gary's assistant coach over at mccarney university but uh his daytime job it is tommy brown tax planning and resolutions if you find yourself in trouble with the irs tommy brown's your guy if you need somebody to do your taxes do them right inform you uh, teach you a little bit about some things maybe you're currently doing that you shouldn't be doing or some things maybe you should be doing tommy brown is your man uh Tax resolution is something that he's uh, done for me personally, to, to be completely honest with you. I found myself not in trouble with the IRS. I found myself confused by, confused by the IRS. <laughs> and they and, and consequently, they confused by me. And Tommy was a godsend, I'm here to tell you. Uh, but the thing he does these days that he's uh, really made a niche for himself, proactive tax planning. If you find yourself in a situation out there where if you own your own business, if you're independently employed, uh, chances are you are spending money by just giving it to the IRS that you could be using to grow your own business without any extra additional cost to you. Tommy Brown's your guy. Give him an opportunity. Tax resolution by TommyBrown.com. Um, and as we're on the bench with Butter, i um, going to throw a little curveball at you here. Before we go Hold to on. Jamie. Just so we know, just so we're clear. Right. 21, when I say he has it, I'm, I was talking about forwards. Because I'm, I'm telling you, if you look at the D, they're still shooting the puck. Okay. Um, are you? Are we clear? Yeah, we're clear. No, what I say, when are we clear, you're oh. supposed to say what? What? Crystal. Crystal. Come on, Jack. Are we clear? Come on. You can't. You didn't say it I, That's twice. a layup. It's are we clear? And then he goes, are we clear? It's twice. That's what screwed me. I can have it read back to you if you'd <laughs> I like. I don't need it to have it read right. back to me. Hey, little bit. Uh, we're gonna give our friend who's been awesome to this point. I mean, just our Dennis Minner. We're gonna give him an opportunity in front of Mr. Rivers this week. Holy we're God. gonna have him. You know, we got Rivers on deck. Minner's we're gonna give Minner the fastballs. He's gonna see oh. the fastballs. So uh, let's take a, a a quick second here and hear from our good friend uh, and go to live from Minner Arena. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me back. This is Dennis Minner live from Minner Arena. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Minner Arena. Hey, this week I want to do uh, do some things a little bit different. Instead of talking about how I think the Blues are doing good or bad, or uh, how much I love or or, or don't love Berglund, uh, instead I'm going to talk about an opportunity that I had uh, this past Wednesday night uh, with the Blues. Uh, I was called as a season ticket holder and was one of uh, 20 people uh, that were asked to go on a private tour uh, and presentation with Alex Rodrigo, who is the group vice president and arena general manager for the Blues. 
Uh, we showed up this past Wednesday night. Uh, they fed us just an unbelievable amount of food, let us watch the game in the penthouse. But before that, uh, Alex gave us a tour of a lot of behind-the-scenes things that had happened and things that were going to be happening uh, with the arena over the next few years. And Alex said he remembered walking in uh, the arena a few years ago and thought that the 90s called and wanted their stuff back. And the fact is the building's 23 years old. It's time to make uh, more upgrades to make it better, more efficient, and workable with new technology that wasn't around. One of the things that Alex talked about in his presentation with us was that at the arena, 40% of the events are blues and 60% are other. So one of the keys they're trying to do is making that 60% more profitable and more appeal, uh, appealing to the masses. Let's talk about a few of those things we're all aware of. We've seen Ava, uh, our new screen, the static signs over sections uh, and things like that are all now digital. Uh, that allows NCAA uh, artists, concerts, and everything to advertise their businesses and sponsors. Little things like this are a big deal uh, because this allows uh, more opportunities for events to come in because it adds marketing with no extra cost. The new lights we now have was using a Windows 95, okay? We also got to take a look at those new theater box seats and their uh, uh, lounge area. What a cool, cool deal. I can't afford it. But I can tell you that I sit in those lounge chairs, and uh, if you ever get a chance, do it. They, uh, it was like being at home, uh, it, just unreal. But you guys would be shocked on how much investing went on to update all the equipment to the latest technology. And those are the things we as fans don't see. Uh, in the last couple of years, even at our house, we've had to put a new air conditioner and heater in. And tomorrow we're having to spend a ton of money getting a new water heater. Same thing's going on with Scott Trade Center, guys. They needed new technology. Uh, they've added technology to even control the temperature and humidity on the ice uh, throughout the arena with just a touch of an app on their iPhones. Uh, all major equipment's been upgraded. It's had stability. You know, part of people wanting to book Scott Trade for future events uh, is wanting to know they have the confidence that the building can handle those events. I think a lot of us remember what happened to the Super Bowl a few years ago in New Orleans when the power went off. Uh, we also got to tour the media room. Uh, really cool. They have that now where it can actually be a live studio uh, with just a few changes. Uh, the back wall now is a, uh, is a live wall that can be changed again uh, to fit the setting. Uh, what we normally see when we're watching is all the Blues logos and things like that. But again, uh, the reason they've upgraded these areas is to keep the media happy. The media is happy. More people are going to want to cover those stories uh, here at Scott Trade Center. A pair of matching NCAA locker rooms that also mold and will set up to change and create atmosphere for uh, uh, concerts and things. Uh, he talked to us about Katy Perry, that she had been there, and how they had a 24-hour turnaround. Uh, they show up to the building, and life on the road is challenging. These guys uh, are wore out. So it's designed to elevate an experience for the artists and those performing. There's meet-and-greet areas, VIP sections, uh, and the room will split even into two rooms. But let's talk about the next 12-week uh, phase coming up at the end of this uh, blue season. They're going to be reseeding the bowl, looking at new concession areas with one to two uh, clubs, and an entrance uh, featuring an amazing beer garden. And some of you all have seen some of the sneak peeks out. But if you take a look on my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you'll see some of those updated ones that I've shown. But we got to see and set in the new seats. Uh, they're going to be dark. They're going to be black and gray. It allows for the rest of the arena to be the focus and not those bright purple Barney chairs that we have. Uh, opening up areas uh, in the suites and mezzanine areas uh, and actually cutting the glass out to the edge of the building. Uh, again, allowing it's going to allow more uh, gathering space. Uh, every single area will eventually uh, have our own. Uh, all the food vendors will be on the areas, more beer vendors and all that over the escalators. But one of the biggest things he talked about is currently the Scott Trade Center, we do not have a look 
like St. Louis. So they want to bring back a spirit and feel for our city with the materials, the food, the beverage, the architectural design. So what they're going to start doing in this next off season is we're going to be creating neighborhoods, giving new gathering spaces. The neighborhood concepts will tell the story of the city and not just the blues. So they're going to have neighborhoods like Soulard, like downtown, Forest Park, and some of those. And again, check out my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you'll see some photos uh, that they allowed us to take of those concept areas. But guys, there is a lot of uh, really cool things coming up. The more we support the Blues, the more we support events at the Scott Trade Center, the more upgrades we're going to see coming in. And I'm really, really excited that I was able to be a part of that. So sorry I went a little long this week. And uh, if you have any questions, do not hesitate to give me a shout and ask, and I can fill you in. So until next week, let's go Blues. Great stuff, as always, from our good friend Dennis Minner. And, hey, awesome for him, the opportunity to do the stuff he got to do at Scott Trade. I mean, I, to see the things that he saw and, and to hear. You know, the Blues got a plan here. I mean, they they this ownership group, uh, and listen, you can complain about a lot of things. You can't complain about this ownership group. They have stepped up. They're trying to provide an experience over there. They're heavy into the community, and they're taking the fans' role in this whole thing very seriously. Oh yeah, I mean, their efforts to to make the fans feel like they have some interest in the team, like other than just the natural interest in the team, like some stock in the team has been great. Yeah, I mean, enhancing the experience, all that kind of stuff. And again, um, you know, I, there's no secret that they have a great relationship with the Cardinals, and I, you know, they have taken a page from the Cardinals promotional book, if you will, and good for them. They probably should have, right? But they have really tried to, I guess, what's the word? Include the fan in the experience, not just ask them to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. again, I it's it's hard to uh, – you know, people can complain all day long from time to time. It's hard to complain about either ownership group in this town right now. I, I just don't know how you can, especially after what just left for L.A. I mean, these two people – these two guys had to be looking at a, across from each other in a sit-down going, man, are we lucky. Because this Kroenke made us look like, 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 like gods. I mean, this is just insane. But <laughs> anyway, so they get it. We appreciate it, and and thank you, Dennis. Great stuff as always. Live from Minner Arena. As you hear the familiar intro music, and uh, we can't hear Angela's intro music without a rest in peace, Malcolm Young, to one of the greatest rock bands of all time, one of the founding members. How do you not well, say rest in peace to one of the greatest rock band members of all time? I don't know. You just caught me time? off guard with it. Hey, it, listen, RIP, man. Hey, rest in peace, man. It's, but hey, it's time now to brighten it up a little bit. And if you're going to brighten up your day, there's nobody better to do it than our own Angela Sharp. Angela, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing okay. Um, got a question for you, kind of a tough question. I asked uh, Coach Henson this early on in the show. Uh, I'm not making excuses for the Blues. I'm not doing that. Um, they're grown men, but they're also, as I just said, men. Um, they, they're not machines. They're not robots. Um, you're, you're, you're someone that has a pulse, both of the crowd, of the team, of ownership, of everybody up and down the line. You're also a human being. I have said that the – well, that's what I'm saying. You'll, you'll understand where I'm, I'm going with this. I'm glad you clarified that because well, no, people you, who aren't sure. Yeah, you'll see where I'm going with this. <laughs> so I, I asked Gary his thoughts. And, again, it's not an excuse, but, man, the, 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 they lost someone really close to them, and it's kind of still – and, again, uh, absolutely necessary, the Friday night thing, for sure. But this team is, in my opinion, still probably dealing with the loss of a tremendous young lady in Ari. And I'm not giving them a pass – but let's face it, they are human, and this thing kind of, you know, in the forefront of their mind a little bit still, and Friday night was a tremendous uh, uh, event to bring awareness to something that needs awareness brought to it and a tribute to their, basically, their their fallen hero. So um, it's got to be hard on them, wouldn't you say? Oh, I definitely think that would be hard on, on anyone. I don't know if you guys were all there on Friday, but... I think everybody 
who is there on Friday, even if you have the blackest heart ever, at least got a little watery-eyed during that opening tribute. And I know some of the team, you know, was probably very also kind of emotional. Joel Edmondson um, actually just posted a photo of himself, you know, standing surrounded by everybody um, with their flashlights on their camera on. So, I mean, you can't, you could not have went to that game and not been affected by it. The thing is, the, the rest of us got to watch a hockey game. You know, those that group of guys had to go and try to play one. So I, I did think that one, I don't think we can count much fault. And I know you weren't trying to make excuses, but on that game, on Friday night's game, I don't think you can count much fault on the guys. I mean, that opening was very, very emotional. And so I think for anybody, it would be hard to then get back into regular play. Yeah, and I just, again, not an excuse at all, but it's reality. I mean, like I said, I, I mentioned to Gary, I met her one time for two minutes, and it, it, you, something like this happens, and because of who she was, because of what she represented, because of the fight, because of what we know it to be, larger than life, I mean, childhood cancer, cancer in general, but much less when it affects a child, right? I mean, it's just, oh, it's just so absolutely. emotional. And, and again, I, I think fans get that too. Is like you said, I, you could hear a pin drop. I mean, it's there are things that are larger than life. And again, I, I'm not. I, I guess for some people, this could affect them for a long, long time. I I still don't know how 91 deal. I've said this a thousand times over. This has to be so hard on Vladdy. And I and I think you have to oh, look I'm at. Oh, I'm sure it. it is. I mean, you got to look at it he's realistically. Got, he's got- children of his yes, own yes. yeah and he's got children of his own it would be hard i think i'm not a parent but i think it would be hard to not experience something like that and then just not at least be grateful for your own child's health you know what i'm saying it i think it probably affects a lot of things you know it's funny gary when gary first became a parent he was one of my first friends to to, to become a parent when we were and we were young you know and when you're young you're not as responsible as you should be in this and that <laughs> but i remember him telling me one night he's like you don't have any idea how many nights i stand at the door and watch my son sleep, and every now and again I go over and just touch him and make sure he's breathing. Just because it's so... And, and make sure he's breathing. See, yeah. that's cute. Yeah. See that, Gary? You're cute. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. I don't know about all that, but... Uh, now I stand there and look at him and go, what are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> Funny how quickly that changes. He's 24 now, though, Angela. So I... Well, I, I, and again, oh, okay. not making excuses for him, but thing, but but on the flip side of that, these are these are professional hockey players, right? And they have a job to do, just like eventually we would all have to go back to work. The only difference is they're trying to do something at the highest skill level in the world. Uh, I have no doubts they'll get it back together. What are you seeing, Angela? That's if you're concerned at all. Like, is there anything you're seeing that's got you going, huh? Well, I mean, like I said, you, you really count Friday as. A wash. I, I mean, at least I was. But, I mean, it, the play has been um, a little flat as of late. And, you know, losing those games, you know, a couple there in a row um, doesn't help. And so a lot of the fans are, they're not jumping off the bad wagon. They're not, they're not, you know, doing that, you know, blue sand thing to do. But I think right now they're frustrated. You hear a lot of frustration because they know the team can play better than they're playing. They've seen it. We've seen it in the beginning of the season. So they're just getting really frustrated. But, I mean, I think they're going to get it back together. You know, there's, you know, chemistry is a big deal. And I know that, you know, adding back a couple players that were injured is great for the depth. But, you know, the chemistry is a big deal. We have to, you know, readjust and get chemistry with who you're playing with at that time. So I'm not concerned. But you guys knew I wasn't going to be concerned. <laughs> no, you're not concerned. Um, <laughs> and, again, I appreciate that. What about fans, Angela? A little frustration Friday night? Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 fans are frustrated. Um, Friday night, again, not so much. I mean, most of the in-game production, you know, most of – the TV timeouts, most of that stuff, even though we were doing our regular kind of set of games and things of that nature, most of those did have a, um, you know, someone who was either battling cancer or a survivor of cancer feature. I mean, even our lookalikes were, I think, cancer survivors. So, I mean, Friday night's game, there was obviously things that are much more important, no matter how, how big a Blues fan you are, much, much more important than that game than the sport even you know i mean there were people battling for their lives 
So, and, and we did focus that on a lot of our, you know, Savage of the Play and TV timeouts and stuff like that. So I think, I think Friday was a little bit different, but yeah, the fans are frustrated. Well, and again, like I said, I, I mean, you know, we'll move on here from here and, and go forward. And again, hopefully, you know, time will, will heal some wounds here for him on the emotional front. But, you know, I, I'm curious to, to catch Jay. You know, I was telling the, the, the listeners and Angela, you've worked with Jamie a lot. I told him, I promise you, he's watched uh, the last few games about 15 times. So I'm sure he'll he'll give us a breakdown of, of what, oh. what ails our blues. <laughs> I, I'm sure he will. I mean, you know, you, you hear the same stuff from from a, a group of people, but Jamie's going to have a different take on it. He's a, he's a little more free with, with <laughs> what he gets to say, so I can't wait to hear it either. <laughs> free, that's a great word. He's free with his, with his comments. What do you think, G? He is free, free with his comments. Yeah. Free is the exact word. <laughs> is that what we would use? Well, Angela, we, <laughs> we appreciate you as always coming on. Tell our listeners how they can follow you on your social media. Oh, it's uh, Angela Sharp. It's just my name. Um, Angela has two L's. Sharp has an E at the end of it. Well, we really appreciate you as always. You bring that, uh, that positive vibe that the show always needs because you never know what Debbie Downer is going to be rolling through here. So uh, <laughs> leave us as you always do, Angela. Hey, let's go Blues! That is Angela Sharp, again, our correspondent, our Blues correspondent from, uh, from the pulse of both the fans, uh, the view from a, from a wonderful uh, uh, announcer that loves to, uh, to talk about her St. Louis Blues and loves to keep us positive and remind us that we should always be positive about our Blues. Thank you, Angela. We appreciate you and all you do for BluesNHLPodcast.com. All right, there it is. There it is, the familiar music. Uh, to let you know that he's coming. And again, uh, this is an interesting... I, people miss Jamie being pissed. I wonder if he'll be pissed today. I don't know. We're going to find out here. What do you say, Mr. Rivers? Well, not too much to say right now. Uh, obviously, uh, we'd like to see our, our Blues do a little bit better. But, you know, I think it's uh, a long season and we got a lot left here before we call it a day. Well, interestingly enough, I'm going to start right off with our Innovative Electric Twitter questions that came in for our Ask Jamie Rivers segment. Uh, remember our friends at Innovative Electric, one of the companies under the Innovated Companies umbrella. Uh, they'll help you with your new construction panel changes, full-service upgrades. Uh, they can do replacements for fixtures, devices, exterior or interior. Of course, they'll help you with inspection violations as well. Remember, that's the innovatedcompanies.com. The reason, Jamie, I've decided to start with our Twitter questions today is because, as you can imagine... Bobby Stillwell, Stillwell Weather, wants to know, are you – well, he doesn't want to know. He's hoping you're mad. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not mad today. You know, I think that the season's too long to, you know, get so consumed uh, by a little bit of a, a hiccup here at this point right now. Uh, I think, you know, everybody's realizing – I think everybody's realizing that the NHL is – uh, it's a really good league, and there's a lot of real good teams. <laughs> yeah, and that, that you know, Winnipeg is playing well, L.A.'s playing well. Uh, you know, the Blues are a little bit of a hiccup right now, but the Predators are playing well. So it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, you're not going to go undefeated in a season, and the days of, you know, running the table and, and only having you know, 10, 11 losses in a season, those are long gone. Everybody's battling tooth and nail now. Well, I, again, hiccup. He used the same damn word, Cromer. I know you have no idea what you and I just did there. See, Rivers, you are now linked. Off. You are linked to me in eternity. Cromer used hiccup. Oh, he did. Yeah, come on. It's not a oh, hiccup. It's sorry. A, it's a trend. Yeah, Gary said a hiccup's one game, maybe two, three games. He said's a trend. Well, it's tough. You're getting guys back from injury and. You know, it's a tough time for those guys too because they're they're good hockey players. They're coming back, and now all of a sudden the team's not as successful as they were. And everybody wants to say, "Well, it's because we've added, you know, Bo Meester back to the lineup, or Berglund, or both of them, or you know, we were better before them." And you know, even Mike Yo touched on it that yeah, the dynamic does change when you add two bodies. It doesn't matter who they are. Uh, but the team's going to have to figure it out here. You know, those guys are, are guys that are going to need to play uh, if you're going to do something special with this team. They're, they're, they're parts of the team, and they could be big parts of the team. Yeah, Riff, so there's a ton of stuff, well, not a ton, but enough to, to warrant discussion there with Blues fans and the 
you know, hey, 19 comes back and Petrangelo hasn't had a point and we're losing. And 21 comes back and, you know, took two penalties. But, you know, in big deal, he got the goals. He's still minus two or they're a little slow or blah, blah, blah. The reality is this. If you look at the shots on goal, and people are saying the D aren't scoring, whatever. You can be effective. Not off people, the, you. I didn't say the D aren't scoring. I said you know, the poll or whatever on Twitter was talking about the D not being effective. It was some Twitter comments. Oh, okay. Some Twitter comments. Right. The D's not being effective, blah, blah, blah. You can be effective offensively and not score. And if you want to look specifically, look at shots on goal. I mean, Berglund had seven the other night. Berglund's got 14 shots in the last three games. You know, and then other than Berglund, the shots are coming from Edmondson, Perenko, and Petrangelo. Steen's got some in there, and Vladdy had six last game. But the reality is the DR still being effective. Otherwise, they wouldn't have all those shots on goal every game. You know, like. Yeah, you're right. There you go. So sometimes no, the puck right. just I mean, doesn't look- go in, but. I said this to, to Cromer last night through text message is, you know, and I, I wasn't trying to be a smart ass when I said it, but I said, do we expect or did we expect 20 goal scorers from the blue line? <laughs> like, I don't think the expectations are, are ever like that. You know, I mean, there's a few guys in the national hockey league that can score 15 to 20 goals from the blue line. And they're certainly elite players. And, you know, Alex Petrangelo has had burst of offense this year and He's eating up a lot of minutes now. You know, like, we can't forget that the amount of minutes that these guys play, as the season goes on, it gets harder and harder and harder to elevate sometimes to, you know, your peak performance. And everybody's going to probably go, ho-hum, they're paid a lot of money. Well, you're right, and it, but that doesn't mean that they're not trying just as hard. It means that their body just simply might be failing them in the, from the point of it can only handle so much. And that's why I stand firm on the fact that Jay Bomeister being in the lineup and being healthy and Bortuzzo being able to contribute and Gunnarsson and Vince Dunn, like the depth on the blue line is absolutely essential if we're going to hope that Alex Petrangelo can, you know, continue that pace or find that pace again and take us deep in the playoffs. If you don't have the depth, there's just too much ice time that falls on his shoulders and something's got to give. The human body can only do so much for a certain amount of time. Right. But And, again, he's not been ineffective in, in my opinion. No, he's playing well. Okay, so, yeah, yeah let me, let's, let's make something very clear here. But in no way am I uh, saying that Alex is not playing well, that right. he's, you know, because he doesn't score a goal, all of a sudden he's no good. Not even the case at all, because I've said great things about him before when he wasn't scoring goals. Right now we're talking about goals, so that's what I'm referencing. Yeah. Uh, as far as his overall play goes, look, he's still in the Norris Trophy. Can't talk right now. Did we lose Mr. Rivers? Sounds like we might have. That sounds like we're having a bad connection there with Mr. Rivers. Um I uh, you oh, know, can you guys hear me? Oh, you're, you're back. Oh, he's back. back. He's back. Okay. I don't know what you did there. Did you go through the? What are you out of town? Are you going through tunnels? What's going on there? No, no. I don't know where you guys lost me on that one, but uh, I- I'm standing in one spot. Got the phone going, so. No, we didn't miss much toward the end. Are you there still? Let's see, he's in and out. Something's going no, on. No, I can hear oh, you there, guys. All right. Well, there he yeah. is. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I wasn't talking about goals, but I mean, just like. I guess I was hoping the Blues fans understand. Like, you can look and see that um, the D are still effective by just looking at the shots on goal um, in the offense, uh, offensively, the shots on goal. And um, I think I think the, there's another issue here, and it, it seemed to be a, a common thing amongst, um, like, the Ducks in the wild especially – and you tell me if I'm wrong, Jamie, but there's a concerted effort to stop the stop 10, 17, and 91. Well, yeah. I you mean, know, other than the normal concerted effort, like there just seems to be like they're, they're taking that, they're, they're taking their opportunities, um, or they're saying basically this is their game plan 10, 20, 10 91, and 17 aren't going to beat us. Somebody else has to. Well, yeah, and then that's you know that's the case almost night in and night out when you look at the elite lines around the league, and you know what this is the uh, 
this is the time where that line has to step up and score goals and produce and force those other teams to, you know, play that much harder or put them into an uncomfortable situation to where they can't defend. Uh, and they can also force that team to where, you know, they end up with bad matchups further down the lineup. And that's where the second, third, fourth line guys are so important is because if they can start putting the heat on a little bit, then automatically other teams have to start covering those lines versus some of their shutdown players. Um, so, you know, the job falls on many people's shoulders here to get the offense created. It's not just that line. The other guys have to contribute just as much in order to take some of the heat off of that line. Yeah, I, you know, and again, the, the I, Gary's right. People are going to bang on him, do this, do that. But at the end of the day, uh, we're going to see what happens as a group. I want to get to another one of these questions here before we <clears throat> before we get out of here because I think this is a good one. Um, uh, because I, you know, you do such a great job of, of breaking this thing down. Uh, on the defense, they ask uh, Wesley Southard, "Where has the physicality gone from the defense? They're letting the opposition into our D zone unchecked and seem to do, be doing very little to be physical or attempt to knock the puck away and get it out of the zone. Uh, tired of seeing other teams skate circles while we watch." Yeah, you know, look, uh, the Blues have transformed into you know, uh, an amazing puck possession team. And sometimes when that happens, we, we lose our straight line focus and we lose that a little bit of that grit that may have been along the way of playing the game in the trenches. And so, yeah, you know what, we have some really big bodies back on the blue line that, you know, they don't have to kill guys. They don't have to put guys into the third row, but they have to make it very difficult to enter the zone and certainly to, you know, penetrate the house in the defensive zone. They've got to make it a little more taxing on those guys that are trying to do it. And I think we'll see that come. I still think you're, you're looking at a defense core that's, you know, they're, they're evolving in front of our eyes to where, you know, who'd have thought we'd have the offense like we've had from Joel Edmondson, you know, Alex Petrangelo and, and other guys and Colton Pareko's logging big minutes and Vince Dunn. I think guys, believe it or not, are still trying to find their identity uh, and, and once that sorts itself out here, I think you're going to see guys with more defined roles, and hopefully some of that, that grit will come back. Uh, a follow-up, uh, like staying on the defense, and this is one that I know that you'll, you'll have an opinion on, um, and we'll finish with this question today from Josh uh, McCombs, McCombs underscore Josh. Uh, will the Blues ever consider just trading 19 and trying to get something for him? The game is so fast anymore, I don't see him getting any quicker. Uh, he has to try to find shortcuts to close gaps and his feet that his feet will provide. Uh, how can he help this team at this point in his career? So not really necessarily dogging on him. I think he feels like the game has passed J-Bo by because, let's face it, at the beginning when he got here, the big sell was what a great skater he was and how he could move the puck. Well, yeah, but, you know, we have to – once again, realize that he's just back, he's still coming back off an injury, and as much as we think guys just jump back in the lineup like they've never missed, it just doesn't happen that way, and it it doesn't happen that way for guys who, you know, maybe are a little older in the league. It takes them a little more time to to get back to their A game, and and you know what, Jay Bowmeister, we've talked about this several times. Uh, you know, I think his minutes need to be, uh, you know, a little bit lower. And I think that if we can do that, if the other D can step up and make it so that J-Bo's minutes are just a little lower, I think we're going to get that you know that production out of him or that defensive awareness or the good penalty kill. I just think that right now, <laughs> Blues are in a bit of a rut. They can't get some of these guys going that they want to get going, and some of the guys who have been going aren't going now. And they just kind of have to figure out a little bit. I think there's a spot for J-Bo on this blue line. He's really... His contract and his age tell me he's not going anywhere. So based upon that, we have to make sure we find him minutes to play and spread it out so that we can use him effectively. Great answer. Appreciate that as always. And again, nobody breaks this thing down better than you do, Jamie. So thank you for taking these questions with our innovative <clears throat> electric questions of the week. Time now to hit our, uh, our Twitter poll, and I wanted to hit this before you go, Jamie, so that I, we can just get your thoughts. So as we do, uh, and uh, we want to welcome in Butter as he's late, as, as not always, but he is in, so we'll get his answer as well. So for our innovative heating and cooling Twitter poll, um, I asked simply, 
Uh, are you jumping off the uh, bandwagon based on recent play? The answers were yes, same old blues, no, never, I bleed blue, maybe, or just frustrated. Butter, start with you. Are you jumping off the bandwagon? Oh, absolutely not. Um, there's, there's no... Oh, sorry about that. Uh, absolutely not. No, I'm not going to jump off the wagon just because of these three losses. Uh, we still got a good core team. Like Jamie was saying, we, we've got guys coming back. It's not easy to get to game speed uh, right away. So, you know, practice is totally different speed. Uh, so you got to get to that game speed for those guys to be uh, imp- imp- uh, kind of putting their effect into the game. So. All right. Uh, how about you, Coach Henson? Just frustrated. <coughs> Just frustrated? Yep. Okay. Um, Mr. Rivers. Yeah, you know, just, I think, frustrated, really. I mean, uh, that would be the only answer on the poll that I, I, I would use. I think that you know, we've talked about it quite a bit here this morning, just that there are ups and downs in the season, and right now they're in a bit of a rut. But, God, guys, there's still a lot of season left to go here, and they've played some pretty darn good hockey, and I think we're going to get back to that. Uh, I I would say you know, just frustrated as well, which won our Twitter poll. Uh, it was close, and but what's cool about it is uh, it was close because just frustrated won at 46%, and no, never, I bleed blue, was second at 44%. So what's really cool is only 10% either were yes, same old blues, or maybe. So it tells you about the fan base and their belief in this franchise, although I don't know that anybody in this room – thinks anything different i mean blues fans are fans and uh, gary and i always reference the really cool picture you always see on facebook of the of the guy with the the umbrella and, it, and it's raining and it's just on the blues guy or the blues thing and the guy says, i still love them you know i mean you're gonna love them no matter what but hey they've given us a great start to the season so i don't want to i don't want to make this whole season about the last three games i don't know that fans do either but i will say this and for blues fans i get the frustrated part because you know, you see your team doing this, and you start getting your, you know, you start going, okay, man, we got something going here, and then something like this happens. So I think, Jamie, I, I think, and obviously you agree, it, it's easy to get frustrated. Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, sometimes these, these great starts uh, for teams end up making the fan base even more frustrated because you look at how awesome things are going, and then you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Where did it go? And, you know, we just have to remember that, uh, you know, this stuff evens itself out throughout a long hockey season, and I think that the key to anything is making sure that your highs are, are, are good, but your lows aren't too low. And uh, I think that that's where the Blues are right now. they got to get back to basics and manage internally what they think the problems are and, and get back in the win column. Yeah, again, I you know, I'm not off. I'm not off the bandwagon. I don't, and, and it's good to see this. It's good to see this poll. I, I, you know, I hate to say this, but I was, I was expecting a little bit higher percentage from yes, yeah, same old blues, because you get that a really? lot, especially toward. Well, you, we always get that right towards the end of blue season because everybody has high hopes. So it was really great to hear that, Jamie. As always, you're brought to us by our, uh, by the wonderful uh, company that you own that's done so much for youth hockey here in St. Louis. Uh, as we get into the holiday season, I know you got so much going on. Tell us what's going on with Synergy Hockey right now. Yeah, we are uh, up and running with some holiday camps. So uh, get online at SynergyHockeySkills.com and register. We have uh, three camps available after Christmas, uh, one in Merrimack, one in Pacific, and one at the Ice Zone where the Blues practice. So pick one that works for you guys and uh, keep your little hockey players going throughout the holidays. Uh, Gary, your uh, opportunity here to, uh, to uh, endorse – the hockey camps, as I know you're a fan. I'm a very big fan. Um, all our guys that have been to there have done exceptionally well. And then, of course, we have Lubo Spartaco, Derek Pallardy, and Brett DeNapp that are on my staff, that are on Jamie's staff with Synergy. And what they bring to us as far as you know, our skill days and Monday, Tuesday are just incredible. And then, of course, Derek and Brett adding to, our, you know, to help with our system stuff have been really helpful to Butter and me. And so I can't say enough about what Synergy Hockey's done for the community and McKendree University. Well, look at that, Jamie. Oh, thank you. Look at that, Jamie. Thank you very much. You got a big I fan in Coach Hentz. Big fan. No, big fan. I appreciate it. Much appreciated. Trust me. Well, again, Jamie, you've done a ton for the hockey community. I know you're continuing to do so. You're busy as can be. You're out there trying to build rinks for or, or help rinks get built and, and keep the, the, the hockey community growing as you've done such a great job. Thanks for taking time out of your Monday, and I know we'll see you on Thursday in studio. All right, guys. Thank you very much.
Jamie Rivers, the one and only. Um, interesting. You know, I, people keep waiting for him to blow up, and it's just not happening. And I think that's a good <laughs> thing, really, because let's face it. He, I, I know it became kind of funny, but he only does that when it when it's like real, right? So I'll be honest with you, as a Blues fan, just he a fan, he can't be pissed all the time. Well, and that's the thing. It, otherwise, otherwise, it's white noise. Well, it's not just that. So that's my point on this whole. It's thing. It's like when you talk. Well, yeah, I know. So so anyway, <laughs> so my thing on this whole deal is, if he was pissed right now, I'd be more concerned. I guess. Is what <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think he encapsulated everything really well when he said this. The NHL is a really good league. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad, eh? No, it, it's good stuff as always. So we appreciate him. And, the, again, that kind of uh, takes us through. Uh, obviously, we love having him on for our Twitter polls. We got him on for there. And, of course, as always, on the bench with Butter. And, obviously, you guys heard uh, Butter being in studio here. You heard me sing his praises earlier as he's helped me once or twice with an issue I may or may not have had, I will not confirm, with our friends at the IRS. Confirm or deny. And I will not confirm nor deny, but I, you know what I will confirm? What? Is that he's helping me try to never have an issue again with the IRS, and I do appreciate it greatly. I think Butter's one of three people that understands <laughs> the IRS, and the other two work for that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, too. Um, and you know what's amazing too is like I there the 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 young guys out here are like can you introduce me to this butter next week and I'm like it, one of them's a great story I mean when you guys hear this story I hear especially butter's gonna look at this guy with his eyes roll up and go okay I think you need to come see me so this is good stuff all right so um, we can't do the show without finishing of course uh, before we get out of here hearing from Bradley. Uh, the wonderful owner of the wonderful rag, the affectionate rag that we call it, that you can get down in front of Scott Trade Center before all the uh, Blues home games, the St. Louis Game Time. Let's hear from Bradley now with his St. Louis Game Time report. Hello, I'm Bradley with the Game Time section of the podcast. I'm with St. Louis Game Time, stlouisgametime.com. The fan run paper sold outside every Blues home game. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook. We've been around a long time, so hopefully if you're a diehard Blues fan, you're somewhat familiar with us. I'm recording this Monday morning. Uh, the Blues are on the road. They lost in overtime on Saturday at Minnesota. Play in Montreal before coming home for one home game, a one-game homestand. Uh, and then they go back on the road, I think, to Detroit. And then uh, it's a busy home schedule next week. Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It's going to test the uh, game time crew putting the fan run paper together, especially the editor, me. Uh, we'll we'll see how we handle next week. Uh, I may not sound as upbeat next week when I record my section of the podcast. Uh, so the Blues are shuffling a little bit. I, I don't want to say struggling because I think they're still a formidable formidable team, and I still think they can achieve the level of play that we've seen in recent weeks before this kind of downturn. And I think if you you know if you look at anything that talks about advanced stats, they they say that you know a lot of times players and teams in general, you know they may show stretches where they play a lot better, but then there's some regression to the mean, and that if you look at historic averages, that probably the performance will be close to those. So were the Blues as good as they were playing to start the season? Probably not. And, and I don't think there's many Blues fans who really thought that they could sustain that level of play. The production on the first line with Shen, Schwartz, and Tarasenko, that they could be putting up four to eight points a night uh, together. So, you know, I, I think people saw some of this coming. I think, though, that there is some frustration in how they're going about this. Um, the penalty kill was definitely a frustration and has been a frustration in recent games. The power play, you know, they're both ranked 20-something, 24, 27, somewhere in there. Uh, so obviously special teams has been a, an issue. Uh, and I think, you know, at times when the Blues have lost their focus, their team defense has really let them down. But now they're kind of struggling to score goals a little bit. Um, Patrick Berglund has a couple in his first games back, and and that's a good sign. So you're getting some maybe depth scoring. Obviously, Mike Yo didn't see a lot of production out of that first line and the second line, and so he's moved them around a little bit and and flipped Steen and Tarasenko. I don't know. That's uh, I mean, I think that's a that's a coaching move that that Ken Hitchcock used all the time, and I don't know if it ever really worked all the time. 
I think that Paul Stasny has had a pretty good year. He's in a contract situation, so he wants to get paid at the end of the season. So you're going to see a pretty concerted effort from Stasny every game. Steen's, you know, he's a little bit older. He's approaching his mid-40s now. and I'm in mean, 40s, mid-30s. Uh, it, and I... Uh, I wonder how much better he can be. I, I he is still a hockey player's hockey player, uh, in that he is very responsible his own end. He makes really smart decisions with the puck, and even if he's not putting the puck in the goal, which he's being paid to do, by the way, he's still finding ways to contribute on the ice and do things to help the team, help his line mates, help try to get the team in a position for a victory. Um, so I. I find it hard to be really critical of Steen, but they need more production out of him. Uh, and and some of his production this year after he came back from injury, after he broke his hand in the preseason, some of it's just been a little too quiet. Uh, I think it was obvious that, that Shen and Schwartz were going to slow down a little bit. Teams were going to figure them out a little bit. And on the broadcast, I think the TV broadcast, maybe the radio broadcast, I think it was the radio broadcast. I was in the car a little bit this weekend during the games. Uh, Chris Kerber talked about how, you know, the the Blues were shut down that day after Thanksgiving game by Nashville, and other teams have watched that film, and now they have really tried to copy the game plan the Predators used. First and foremost, standing the Blues up at the blue line. The Blues have created a ton of scoring opportunities on the rush, carrying that momentum into the offensive zone. So if you stand them up at the blue line, kind of put a picket fence up there at the blue line, and make them dump it in or make them not carry momentum into the offensive zone, they're not being as creative. They're not, they're not getting as many scoring chances. They're not as dangerous. And that's the number one thing if, if you're going to try to contain a team is to cut down on scoring chances, disrupt them, their flow, disrupt their game plan. So that's been the first thing. And then the second thing is, I think we've seen less uh, contributions, fewer contributions, I guess I should say, fewer contributions from the the defensemen. And I don't know if that's uh, the way the the opposition is playing them or if the law of averages were going to weigh out that that Carl Gunnarsson and and Joel Edmondson were not going to score as much the rest of the year. Uh, You know, I think we still haven't seen the ceiling for offensive output from Colton Pareko. I think Alex Petrangelo is still having a good season, but his offensive output has kind of slowed down a little bit. So, you know, what we had talked about a couple times, that the 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 goal scoring and the offensive contribution from the defenseman has really covered for lack of production from the third and fourth line. They're now getting production from the third and fourth line, and they're not getting a lot of production from the defenseman right now. So it's kind of the pendulum's kind of swung the other way. Uh, if you can kind of get it in in the middle and get some contribution from the third and fourth and from the defenseman at the same time, uh, maybe this team would still be humming. I don't know. Uh, I think goaltending really hasn't been an issue. I don't think coaching has been an issue, uh, and, and maybe it's just December hockey. You know, it's the the excitement from the season starting and playing with new players and and generating that chemistry has died off. And now we're kind of in that long stretch where there's a lot of games and there's some distractions. You know, Friday night the hockey fights cancer, where everyone held up their phones and shared Ari's light. Uh, the the warm up jerseys with the iridescent numbers, uh, I mean they they really did it well, and I don't know if it was distracting or not for the Blues, but they gave up a couple early quick early goals, fell behind, never really could catch up against the Kings. Uh, I it was worth it, whatever whatever the outcome. It was nice to see the hockey community in St. Louis come together. It was nice to see the Blues recognize a little girl that had really touched a lot of people, even if you'd never met her. Um, I think a lot of people were touched by her story and her perseverance. And having having cancer eight of her 11 years on this earth is, uh, is so sad. And I know so many Blues fans and so many people in the St. Louis community had hoped for a different outcome for her. And it was it was really touching tribute. So um, I don't want to sound callous or cold. It, it's one hockey game and that that girl's entire life and her family and and you know a little bit of legacy she leaves behind so 
Um, I, I think that the, the tribute was touching and definitely emotional. So looking ahead, I think the Blues really need to focus on getting that offense going. If they could score some early goals, if they could get the lead, then they could play their style of game and be in more control. And maybe the defense may control the game a little bit better. And and then the, the momentum swings their way and they, they play their style of hockey. Playing catch-up, they've only come from behind a couple times in the third period all season. So I think it's imperative that they score some goals earlier, uh, start these games off better, and and see what happens. I think that's the number one thing. And, you know, I think that's, you know, it's obviously a key a lot of times to get out to a, a good start. But I think, I think honestly, the Blues play a little bit different and, and better when they've got a lead. So if they could get a couple leads here in the next few games, I think they could come come away with some more wins and and get right back up there at the top of the Central Division. Winnipeg, I don't know they they've got some young talent, they've got lots of young players, but goaltending has always been an issue for them and and consistency with young players. So I think the top of the Central Division is still up for grabs, and the Blues could move into a better position if they could get a couple early goals and lead to a couple wins. Well, thanks for listening. This is Bradley with St. Louis Game Time, the fan run paper. You can find us outside every Blues home game, including Thursday night this week, and a lot of games next week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, online at ST Lewis Game Time. Thanks for the opportunity, and we'll send it back to you guys. Great stuff as always. Appreciate Brad. And again, just a, a just, if you're a Blues fan and you're not, I don't understand why you're not reading the thing yet. I mean, it is amazing. Piques your interest. Um, they do great inside interviews they do things that make you think they give you that fan perspective if you're listening to this show you obviously appreciate the fan perspective because that's what we try to bring you so make sure you check out the st louis game time again you can subscribe as well and you get it on your inbox i have yet to read that thing and be like oh that was just okay (laughs) you know what i mean like every time you read it it's quality yeah no it's good stuff uh, before we get out of here, we want to thank uh, one more of our sponsors that's uh, always involved in the amateur hockey scene here in St. Louis, uh, friends of the Hen- friends of Coach Henson now as well as his son is playing uh, hockey at McK- – well, one of his sons is playing hockey at McKendry for Coach Henson. The other one plays with our own Coach Kimball here as, as he travels around this country trying to make his own way. NelsonLandServices.com, 636-244-5651. We want to welcome you to the Nelson Land Services, the only name in landscaping you need to know. They're five-star locally rated – Professional landscaping at reasonable cost. Scott Nelson, the owner, is uh, is more than happy to give you a bid for any job you may have. But I'm telling you, if you're looking to do something big and massive and beautiful, these are your guys. NelsonLandServices.com. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, had a great show. Uh, appreciate Angela Sharp uh, joining us as always. Jamie Rivers taking time out of his Monday morning, which I know is, uh, I mean, his the schedule looks like something out of a out of a out of a school schedule. I mean, it's regimented on Monday, so we appreciate him as well joining us uh tommy brown even though he was late and of course uh jumping in a uh, quick on the car you know always a man of many words uh <laughs> and we appreciate we appreciate his support as always coach henson from mckendry university the uh the the the, the growing hockey program the number uh, local- one ranked McKinney. oh i didn't know okay hey Thanks, all right, man. all right. <laughs> of course, our friends at Innovated Companies, everything you need under that one umbrella, innovatedcompanies.com. Can't, uh, can't go wrong by giving Randy and Stephanie an opportunity to help you with any of your construction process. Make sure you check them out. Uh, every, they've made it simple. Everything's under one roof, guys. And, of course, we are the Blues NHL Podcast. We want to remind you, check us out at bluesnhlpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at NHL Show or at STL Blues Podcast. Our main ask of you. Right now is to go to Facebook, type in Blues NHL Podcast, like our Facebook page, simply click Invite Your Friends, scroll through that list. Anybody that's a Blues fan, make sure you click it. If you have anybody that you want to be a Blues fan, click it, and we will bring them over to our side, I promise you. Find us on uh, Instagram, Blues NHL Podcast. For everybody here at lineupmedia.fm, we are the Blues NHL Podcast. We appreciate you joining us each week. Let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.